Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to another exciting episode of Brown Eyed Unicorn. Um, today, you're stuck with me, guys. Um, I am so excited that there's finally a chill in the air. It's fall. It's a little nippy outside. I've been wearing sweaters. I've been walking by the lake because it's not so hot that my tits are sticking to my stomach. I mean, I'm like, my mood is exponentially better now that it's like officially we're in fall territory. So uh, to sort of kick off being in fall, I wanted to uh, recap American Horror Story. I think having American Horror Story in the fall during Halloween season is just like the best. And this season has gotten a lot of really, really awesome buzz because uh, Ryan Murphy was like, it's going to be about the election. And we were all like, how the fuck are you going to do that? Um, But I just watched the first episode and uh, he's doing it. So, where do I even begin? I guess we'll just get right into it, guys. I'm super pumped. Um, I guess, actually, no. Before we get right into it, I want to just talk American Horror Story in general. I think that while I watch every season, some seasons are definitely, definitely hit or miss. I have to say I appreciate Ryan Murphy and Brad Felchuk for making different choices and making every season its own thing. Um... But it's definitely had its peaks and valleys and ups and downs. Season one was amazing. Coven was great. Asylum was a shitstorm. Freak Show was a waste of my life. Um, And Freak Show, specifically, I thought the only interesting part was Twisty the Clown. And then once they resolved that, it was like, really, what was the point of watching? So they were smart enough to bring Twisty back in the beginning of this episode. Um, I love a good, like, callback, clapback to another season because you're like, oh my God, I'm in on this because I've been watching forever. So with that, um, let's get into the episode. So the episode starts with this super hot tattooed couple having a picnic. Um, The guy specifically is really hot and he has like sleeves and like a cutoff flannel and she's in like a slutty denim like bra and like little denim skirt. And I kind of feel like the customer was like, what do you punk people wear like it was very like costumey um and he's like about to go down on her and unfortunately doesn't get there because twisty shows up and the hot tattooed boyfriend whips out his gun because you know like everyone brings a gun to a picnic duh um and twisty is like impermeable to his gunshots so here's the thing like i know they'll explain all of this or well they eventually do explain all this but like if this all happened 50 years ago in the because he's like oh 50 years ago twisty the clown like killed a couple on a picnic that happened 50 years ago how would twisty the clown be able-bodied enough to like chase after these kids and murder them and how would he be impermeable to bullets i don't understand so anyway he gets to the boyfriend who by the way would like this punk boyfriend with tattoos and a cutoff flannel and a gun really be thoughtful enough to plan a picnic I mean, I know I'm supposed to, like, suspend my disbelief for the good of the show, but, like, my sister's fiancé is, like, one of the most clean-cut, amazing people in the world, and, like, I'm pretty sure he's never been, like, hello, darling, I planned a picnic today. I'm sorry, just, like, plot holes. Anyway, he stabs the shit out of the boyfriend, Twisty does, and so then the, like, hot tattooed girlfriend is, like, running away screaming, because, like, duh, and he's, like, running after her, like, barreling after her, like, holy shit, and I'm like, again old as fuck, half your face missing. I mean, whatever his secret is to stay in shape with that much energy to chase and murder people, please, Twisty, like, let me in on your secrets because I can't even get off my couch most of the time. 
So, um, he runs after her and, like, whatever, she's hiding in a bus, he murders her. Turns out, this was a comic book all along. We cut to Ozzy, who's this adorable little, like, wisp of a blonde kid. He's kind of like a modern-day, like, version of a kid from Jerry Maguire. Like, kind of nerdy cute, um, but very sweet and sensitive. Um, and Sarah Paulson plays his hip mom, and she comes in, and she's like, what are you reading? And he's like, nothing, mom, because he's like under his blanket, and she's like, an erect penis or a breast is nothing to be afraid about, or like, nothing to feel bad about, hand it over. So he hands her the comic, and she sees Twisty on the cover, and drops it. And she's like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, and like has some sort of like panic attack. Um... And I just love that she's, like, totally behind the idea of porn, but a little boy reading, like, a scary comic, she's just like, nope. Um, so then uh, she, it turns out she's, like, a Viva Drescher from uh, Real Housewives of New York, and she has a lot of phobias, okay? She has tons of phobias, and her um, wife, Ivy, is like, it's okay, babe, like, relax, it's just a comic, nothing can get you. Um, and I have to say, AHS... Sorry, that's an abbreviation for American Horror Story. Loves the narrative of Sarah Paulson being batshit crazy, like, the entire season. And no one believing her because she's so crazy. And then she ends up being, like, totally justified in said crazy. Um, so you know that, like, this whole season, just, it's just going to be her, like, yeah! And then people being like, oh, you're right, we're wrong. Sorry, everyone's dead. So then we cut to a courtroom where we meet Kai Anderson. And this is uh, the psycho played by Evan Peters. Um, I really miss Kit Walker from American Horror Story Asylum because as far as Evan Peters' hotness, that's when it was at, like, full mast. But now he's playing um, a really fucked up weirdo named Kai Anderson. His hair is blue, which I find ironic because he plays this, like, psycho right-wing person. And I'm like, whose costumer... I can't speak English. <laughs> Which costumer's idea was it to make his hair blue instead of red? Like, red just seems like an obvious choice as far as metaphors go. Anyway, he's making this weird fucking creepy speech about how Americans love fear. And he's like, we need to choose fear over freedom. Fear is currency. We don't need more cops. We, need to we don't need to protect the Jewish community center. We need to let it get blown up. Um, so he's truly psycho and radical. Um, and I'm pretty sure I accidentally swiped with this guy or a version of him on Bumble once, but then luckily stopped talking to him once he re revealed he was a Trump supporter. So luckily I didn't get murdered or uh, coerced into a scary clown cult that murders people, but we'll get to that later. So yeah, he's like, radicalism, yeah, let's let everything go to shit. And um, uh he gets a talking to by this guy in charge who's like, I'm sorry, Taylor, I'm gonna let you finish, but you're batshit crazy. Um, like, the motion passed, you're wrong, bye. So then um, he, like, walks out and mumbles something under his breath. And the guy's like, sorry, what'd you say? And he's like, I said, so dramatic, there's nothing more dangerous in this world than a humiliated man. And then I'm like, again, sorry, Kai Anderson, I'm going to let you finish, but a humiliated woman is ten times scarier. You want to talk about radicalism? I mean, look no further than my queen, Amy Dunn, who faked her own murder successfully and then fucked up her husband's life. So, like, I beg to differ, but of course, Kai Anderson is, like, a stupid um, right-wing moron who would never believe that a woman could be more uh, dangerous than a man. So, anyway... 
Women can fuck shit up. That's all I'm going to say. Don't mess with us. So cut to Sarah Paulson. I know Sarah Paulson's character has a name, but I will be calling her Sarah Paulson because in every season she's just Sarah Paulson. Sarah Paulson's in therapy talking about her acorophobia, which I found out is the fear of clowns. But it's not just acorophobia. She's afraid of dark, confined spaces and coral and the holes in the coral. It's repulsive. And she talks about how election night fucked her up and how it was the same during 9-11. And her wife, Ivy, is the one who got her to survive this whole 9-11, like all of her 9-11 anxiety. Um, so, like, this whole scene was very extra. And I know it's, like, this whole episode's, like, exposition kind of, but I love the idea of using this show as, like, a platform for your social beliefs. But then part of me is, like, is this just going to beat us over the head for 10 episodes? Like... I gotta see how it's gonna go. Granted, I am completely in agreement with Ryan Murphy's stance and Trump's a moron and blah, blah, blah. I think the way they're spinning it to make it a scary episode so far seems brilliant. It's just like, okay, we get it. She like makes this whole speech about Obama and like how when Obama was elected, like I was part of the conversation. I think my Paulson impression is getting really good, but I'm gonna continue to work on it. Um, so her therapist is like, well, you know what I did? I got off social media, started working out, choose ignorance, and exercise. Okay. Like, not valid, but valid. Like, there are parts of me that, given today's political climate, just, like, I can't even... I'm afraid to be informed because I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. And that is, like, definitely a problem, and I'm, like, very embarrassed to be saying that on the air, but I have to be honest. Um, so I think it's important that they have a character that's sort of displaying this, like, I'm a happy, normal person because I am completely ignorant to everything that's going on. Um, because there's definitely a divide in people like that with everything going on these days. Um, so he's like, I'm going to medicate you because your anxiety is crazy. And she refuses to get medicated for her anxiety or she doesn't want to. And I'm like, girl, like, I'm always so behind drugs. I am, um a previous user of Lexapro, call it my sexy Lexi. My friend Clayton came up with that. Um, it was definitely helpful. So I'm like, girl, Paulson, like take those drugs, wash them down with vodka. You're going to be totally fine. So then Paulson's at the grocery store and she's scared shitless because Trump is on TV, like speaking out of his blonde furry asshole. And the hick who's working at the store has a make America great again hat yawn. Um, and then she sees the raw meats and she's like, holy fuck, raw meat. No me gusta. Like, <gasps> like freaks out about raw meat. Um, I am also alarmed as well by the sight of a lot of raw meat. So like it checks out. There's just something about like all the like, just the fact that it's like the flesh of an animal and it's all just like laid out there in its rawest form. That's kind of like, goo. but then give me like a filet mignon or a burger, even a piece of fried chicken. And I'm like, I'm no longer afraid. Um, so then Paulson sees some scary clowns in the mirror of the store. And the way they shoot this scene is actually really, really well done. It makes you super anxious because her cart is all skittery. There's like one wheel that's like, Nyeh! and I identified really hard with this scene because I always pick the bum cart when I'm at the store. Really sucks. Super annoying. And then you have a hard time maneuvering around like stupid children and other things in your way at the grocery store. Then the plot thickens. Paulson sees clowns fucking like a clown is getting railed by another clown and there's a broken watermelon on the ground which like go back to like the therapy scene like the coral and the watermelon it's like she sees everything as like human flesh and as like disgusting um it's all very aggressive and scary 
And then there's a clown on a Razor scooter. And you know that he has to be like the leader or the most physically fit at least because he can handle riding a scooter. And they're all running around the store and it's anarchy. But the most terrifying part of it all is when the horrible heavy metal music starts playing in the store. Nothing worse than metal music. I know all of my listeners are probably fans of like Slipknot and I don't know, whatever the fuck else metal bands exist. Um, But that was the most terrifying part. So Paulson's like, fuck this. I'm going to do the right thing and grab wine, which I'm like, amazing. I'd start drinking too, a thousand percent. Then she actually uses the rosé as a weapon. Um, Not as great of an idea, but like, fine, I can get behind it. Um, So after all the clowns torment her for a little bit, don't hurt her at all. She runs out to her car and it's like an abandoned parking lot. Again, scary situation to imagine yourself in. But then I'm like, Bitch, of course you drive a Prius. Like, you would drive a Prius. Uh-huh. So she calls her wife, Ivy, in her car. And Ivy's like, babe, babe, like, you're crazy. Like, like she gets home. She's like, you're crazy. The story guy didn't see anything. Like, you're not crazy, like, at low key. But, like, you also kind of are because no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Like, there were no clowns. Nothing happened. And then Ozzy comes out of his room. They're cute. And he's like, mom... And I just had this idea when I was watching it, and like this is not comedic at all. I'm genuinely curious. When a gay couple has a child, how do they know which mom or dad their kid's talking about? Like, if your kid's just in the room and they're like, "Mom," would both of you just run up? Because I'd be the lazy mom that's like, "Babe, can you take this one?" And like, what if you're not the mom that he wanted? I'm just really curious about this. Um, DM me and let me know like what the system is to deal with that. So then, Ivy is like. Babe, Paulson, get your shit together. You aren't the woman I fell in love with and you need to chill. And Paulson's like, you're right. I'm going to focus and get back to work and maybe start taking Xanax. JK, but she should. Ramona told Aviva Dresser, my jokes aren't funny if I can't speak them. Ramona told Aviva Dresser to take Xanax and calm down. And she was right. I think Paulson should do the same thing. But Ivy, her wife is like, okay, if you're going to go back to work, we need to get a nanny. Um, and then they're outside. Where am I cutting to? Oh yeah. They're in a coffee shop. They're talking and then they're outside and Ivy brings up like, well, Paulson, I'm mad at you because you should have voted. And they're arguing on the street and Evan Peters aggressively throws a latte on them. Also a true real housewives move. And he's like, enjoy your latte, bitch. Evan Peters character, Kai Anderson is like the most petty bitch on the show. And I'm kind of living for it. Um, extra points if they write T-Swift a cameo as like his girlfriend. Because then it'll be like a petty bitch fuck fest. So then Winter, the character of Winter, comes to apply to be their nanny. And she looks shady as fuck. Like she has a creepy glint in her eye. It's like the beginning of Single White Female. I would never hire her. Um, and this sequence cuts back and forth to like her interview with Ivy and Paulson. And then her meeting with Kai Anderson. So... Her and Kai Anderson have this creepy uh, meeting where they pinky swear, and he's like, the second we make human contact, you must reveal all your truths to me and answer all my questions. So she has to honestly answer all these questions. And first he asks her, like, what's the most humiliating moment in her life? And she's like, it was when this bitch in junior high spread a love letter around that I had written to Paula Abdul. And he's like, are you a dyke? And then it cuts to her in her interview being like, I went to Vassar. So I'm like... Are you answering the question or not? 
Um, but also, like, be better. If you're going to have a girl crush on an 80s icon, why rest on Paula Abdul? Like, go straight to Madonna, like someone with some kink and pizzazz. Um, and then he's like, what's the most physical pain you've ever experienced? And she's like, you know. And then talks about, in her interview, how she worked for the Hillary campaign and how Lena retweeted her, and that was, like, the highlight of her life. So, obviously, Ivy and Paulson, as a lesbian couple, are, like, tight. Like, this is a good candidate. Cut back to Kai. Sorry, this is hard to explain. Kai is like, what's the most intense pleasure you've ever experienced? And they're, like, pinky swearing through all this, and she's like, also anal by Scotty Mickles. And he's like, was it bloody? And she was like, yes. And he's like, was there poop? And she doesn't answer. But I'm like, this is why I'm not the kind of girl that's cool enough to do anal because I know that I'd bleed and shit everywhere and it would not be cute. And then he's like, who's the last person you wanted to kill? And she's like, I've never wanted to kill anyone. And he's like, bullshit. And he's like, you wanted to kill everyone who put Trump in office. And she just like starts crying. And then the last question, he's like, what scares you the most? And she's like, honestly, Kai, you. And he's like, tight. Really intense sequence. Winter gets the job as the nanny, and we all know that because she's involved with Kai, she's shysty and should not, absolutely not be nanny to the adorable little boy Ozzy. So, like, that's unnerving. So then we got to Evan Peters singing La Cucaracha, um, and there's a group of Hispanic men kind of watching him act crazy, and he pees into a condom, and he, like, yells at a group of Hispanic men, and he calls them wetbacks, and he throws his pee at them, and then they all beat him up, and someone films it, and I just hate all of it, because you know that that video is going to go viral, and all they're going to see is a group of Mexican men, or who knows if they're even Mexican, Hispanic men, beating the shit out of a white man, and they are going to get in trouble, even though Evan Peters is the one that's a right-wing psycho, and the leader of a cult. It's the problem about the world we live in. I need a sip of coffee. That sequence was fucked up and scary. So then Ivy is like in her restaurant and feeding Sarah Paulson a wine and food pairing. And Paulson like grabs her by the arm and is like, hey, this is fun. And then Ivy's like, who said I couldn't be romantic? And Winter is back at the house with Oz and they're hanging out chatting. And Oz is just like low-key drawing, twisty, murdering someone, which is unnerving to say the least. It's very much like the kid from the ring. And, and Winter's like, have you ever seen a dead body? So then cut back to the restaurant and we see Paulson. She like is already really anxious because she's looking at Donald Trump's Twitter and she's like, stop tweeting. And she takes the big metal thing off her plate and sees a crumpet with like blood coming out of it and fingers in the endive. Uh, ew, not, not appetizing. Paulson freaks the fuck out, obviously. Um, and I also feel like Fingers in the Endive and Blood in the Crumpet is the name of a new British band. So anyone who wants to get that off the ground, you have my blessing. Cut back to, uh, Winter. She's showing Oz the dark web where you can find all the cool stuff, i.e. like murder. Because she's like, this it's just like important. Like, it'll make you better to watch people getting murdered. And Ozzy's like, this is fucking weird, lady. Um, so then Paulson like sees all this shit in her food and she's like, Aah! and then she looks and she sees, um, a, I believe, a clown jerking off in the kitchen. And yeah, she descends into her, descends, I'm getting an accent, descends into her signature Paulson scream cry, which has been 
a major character in every season of American Horror Story. She just does this scream cry that's like, <laughs> a good drinking game that my friend Nick Spindler came up with, shout out to Nick, um, is to take a drink every time she scream cries because you'll be drunk in about five minutes. And this is true of any season of American Horror Story. It's like their go-to. And it's like Sarah Paulson is a talented actress, no doubt, but it's also like, okay, this is your character choice for every character. Can you scream or cry or scream cry in a different fucking way for the love of Pete? So we cut back to Oz watching Murder and he's like, I'm freaked out. And Winter's like, it's chill. I'll go get some cookies. And I'm like, yes, queen. I love a side of milk and cookies while I watch Brutal Murder Online. Thank you. So then Oz sees an ice cream truck pull up and the same cons from the grocery store parade out one by one and I immediately like got a vibe like the movie The Strangers with Liv Tyler which was so good and creepy and um also Gemma Ward was the scary girl in The Strangers which like you remember Gemma Ward that model um I'm going on a tangent but like the masked creepy people being like and like looking and not talking is very Strangers-esque um So then the moms are in the car on the way home and Ivy throws some shade about how Paulson has never turned down a wine pairing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't see the problem there. So they get back and there's just like tension in their relationship, obviously. And they get back and there's like cop cars all around their house. Turns out their neighbors have been brutally murdered, the Changs. And Mr. Chang is, I'm like 90% sure, is the guy who told off Kai in the courtroom in the beginning. Um, so I'm kind of getting a Charles Manson vibe. Like I'm kind of trying to figure out if he was even the one who did it, but I could also see him being the clown on the scooter. Cause he's sort of like in all these situations seems he has the most complicated mask with all these scary faces on it. Um, and it's like probably like a metaphor for all the facets of his psychotic personality. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see if Evan Peters is the, that clown, but we'll figure it out. So Nas is like, it was the clowns. And it's like the cutest thing in the world. You're like, this poor little boy is so fucking scared. There's tension in his parents' marriage. Like, he's dealing with a lot. Um, And when it was all happening, Winter's like, he's like, Winter, I'm really scared. And she's like, let's go outside and investigate. Because that's fucking normal. Like, bringing a little kid outside to investigate this scary cult of clowns. So then they watch the Changs get murdered. Which, like... Even if Oz survives this whole thing and his moms do, he will be fucked up forever because of that one night. So, like, let's get the therapy fund started now. Let's move to a different neighborhood. Like, let's give this kid a shot at not being crazy or not being a murderer. He's already drawn pictures of murder, which is pretty creepy. Um, And now he's watched a murder. So, like, fuck, this kid is destined to be a psycho or just very, very depressed. So Sarah Paulson's like, these are our friends. We grew up across, no, we didn't grow up. But like, we live across the street from them. What happened? And the detective's like, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'm sorry. I can't talk about it right now. But it looks like a murder-suicide. Like, fuck off, detective. It was the clowns. So a lot's happened in this episode in a very quick amount of time. And the episode ends with Paulson, like, all cozy in bed. And there's, like, a crackling fireplace in this beautiful bathroom with a clawfoot tub. Leave it to American Horror Story to make, like, nice homes creepy. Like, in Coven, they lived in that, like, amazing mansion. In the first season, they lived in the murder house. And now, like, again, really well-off family. And they live in this 
a house that's just becoming creepy because it's big and there's just more places for clowns to hide. So Paulson's in bed and she's all cozy and she hears someone walking into turns. She's just like, Ivy, Ivy, did you hear that? And she turns over and it's a clown with many faces who I really think is Evan Peters um, with his metaphoric mask. I'm a theater professional. <laughs> I use that term loosely. Um, and I've never taken a mask course, but from what I've heard, mask work allows you to do crazy shit. So Evan Peters with his crazy mask could very much just be a theater kid gone totally wrong. JK, 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 I don't know any theater people who are Trump supporters because duh. So that was the end of the episode. And my concern, my only concern about all of this is that so much shit went down in the first episode. Like, how are they going to sustain it for an entire season? That's, like, my one concern. Um, like, I can only take so much of Paulson screaming and crying and clown murder. So I'm hoping that they really, like, unpack this cult. I want some backstory on Kai Anderson. I want some backstory on Winter. I want to know what's going on. The sappy part of me, like, really hopes that the marriage survives and that Ozzy doesn't become fucked up. But, like... Last season, they were very, like, liberal about just getting everyone murdered. So I hope this season there's a little more um, survival. I would like a little more of a positive message. But so far, this episode's creepy as balls. But I am very excited. I feel like American Horror Story coming back is the introduction of fall, pumpkin spice lattes, whiskey and apple cider, chili Chicago patios, so I welcome it. I'm excited to see what else comes this season. Um, this recapping episode by my Lillian. My cat keeps meowing. Interference. Interference. Um, this episode is sort of an intro to uh, a series of episodes. We're going to be coming out with a trilogy next week with one of my dear pals, who I will let be a surprise because he's amazing. And we're going to be recapping three films slash maybe a tv show that are halloween centric and vintage and totally worth recapping for all of my fans out there who uh are a fan of cult favorites so please tune in next week for that um i want to take a minute to plug my instagram and my twitter i really love some more follows it's at hannah a brown h-a-n-n-a-h-a-b-r-o-w-n and please please make sure to take a minute to write a review and uh give me five stars and subscribe i will love you forever um thank you so much for listening and i will talk to you next week bye unicorns